0: This is The Varsity, a sports podcast from The Record North Shore, your nonprofit local news site.
1: Howdy, folks, and welcome to the latest episode of The Varsity Podcast, the podcast where we discuss everything involving North Shore high school sports. From the Friday Night Drive, I'm Michael Dwojak here with The Record North Shore founding member Joe Coughlin, and uh, we've got a lot to talk about in this week's episode. Um, probably, you know, outside of our football shows, probably one of our most, uh, um, involved episodes, just a lot to talk about over the past week here, as we are deep, uh, into the postseasons now for the spring sports. So, um, we got some fun stories to tell, some sad stories to tell, but, um, we'll have it all covered in this week's episode. We've got four quarters for you in the first quarter. We recap everything that happened over the past week. In the second quarter, we are joined by new trier girls, soccer coach, Jim Burnside, in the third quarter, we play Way or No Way, our weekly guessing game. And in the fourth quarter, we preview what's left. Uh, there's still some uh, fun ter- some fun uh, tournaments uh, going on and some good uh, runs still going on. So we'll preview what's going on in the upcoming weekend weekend um, for spring sports here as we are heading down the final stretch. But just a quick reminder, you can subscribe to the podcast anywhere that they're available. Make sure you check us out. We always appreciate everybody's kind words and support. Um, and always appreciate everyone's uh, subscriptions. It always helps us um, get to uh, as many listeners as possible who also love listening to uh, us ramble on about uh, North Shore High School sports. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess the pun was not intended, but it worked out anyways. Uh, but let's uh, start things off. I'm going to bring Joe in here. Let's start things off with the first quarter. Um, let's start things off uh, on a high note. Um, boys tennis Um New Trier, has had a lot of successful seasons, a lot of state trophies in their uh, history, um, and it happened again over the weekend. Um, New Trier boys' tennis finishing second at state as a team. Um, another really successful season, another lot of successful runs um, at the boys' tennis tournament, and Joe, um, it was kind of on par for what this program has built, you know, always either competing for a state championship or, you know, finishing right there at number two.
0: Yeah, obviously one of the best uh, programs, if not the best in the state um, over the years, and they picked up another second place. Uh, you know, that's amazing to to you and I and, and everybody else around. But I, I think they were a little disappointed, actually. And I, I know they were at least a little disappointed how much um, you'll have to get them in a the quiet time to talk about it. But uh, certainly there were chances for them to steal more points and and uh, kind of move up in the standings at least. Um, try to really uh, fight uh, to beat um, the beat Hinsdale central who collected another state trophy happened kind of a little earlier to their, in their singles brackets as well as, um, um, but uh, on the double side, I mean, they made it as far really as, as can be expected. Um, Chris Ackerman and Stan Oaks two sophomores, their top doubles team made it all the way to the state finals. Um, uh, so they finished in second place and then their, um, second doubles team um, finished in sixth place, Oliver Copeters and Daniel Matten. Um, and actually, you know, Oliver, um, I was told, was kind of a replacement in the lineup about a week before state after the, the team suffered an injury. So quite a performance by that doubles team to, to work his way to fifth kind of shows off the depth of that team. Um, but uh, they, they lost the tough one, I think, uh, along the way. Um, especially on the single side where it, you know a couple things turn their way maybe a couple losses for Hindale central and they pick up one more uh, big win on the double side and we flip those scores so though you know throughout a 3 day tournament it can really you look at the final points and you sure lost by i believe 4 um 32 28 or so um a couple points here a couple non points for Hinsdale central we have a different result so um Pretty wild, but second place. It's it's certainly impressive. And uh they did it again with their depth.
1: Yeah, Hinsdale Central won the team tournament with uh 36 points. Nutrier finished second with 30 points. Uh Frem took third with 29, and then Barrington took fourth with 26. Um, still impressive, Joe, like you mentioned, just some really good finishes on the doubles team, like you mentioned, singles team. Um you, you know, it's just you know, a credit to the program that Nutrier has built, just being able to you know, continuously put so so many like strong, uh, strong you know themes together, and you know just you know finishing second and or finishing yeah second and doubles and fifth and doubles and you know strong singles appearances as well is just a credit to what the program has been um, on the boys' side, but also obviously on the girls' side as well.
0: Yeah, it's 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 a tennis powerhouse for sure, and a lot of these um, student athletes are going to play in college too, and, and it's cool that you know being on the sentimental side, I guess, uh, you know, tennis is a game you can play your entire life too. So that's kind of cool that they're setting all these up, you know, successful um, tennis players and and they'll be playing, you know, forever if they want to, as long as they want to, that you could find games. And some of them might go on to, you know, bigger accolades that way, but it's, it's quite a program. Ted Eckert has done this for, for years um, on the boys side. And uh, it's, when we talk about it, we like to have those discussions and just kind of it's really a celebration of, of Nutria's high school sports but which which program is best it's hard to argue tennis isn't uh one or two there
1: yeah definitely always obviously on top of it and always something that we kind of you know in the postseason kind of comes around and we're like all right we'll expect you know Nutria boys tennis or girls tennis to be around and you know competing for a state title which is you know, obviously, a, a, a funny thing to just be like, yeah, it's expected that they're going to be doing that, but um, they've set the standard for it every single year. So, congrats to the Trevians on another strong season, uh, finishing second overall in state. Uh, girls uh, lacrosse took place over the weekend uh, and over the past week. Um, we got our Loyola Nutrier uh, sectional final matchup. Loyola uh, held on to beat uh, Nutrier 8 to 5 for the sectional championship. Um, then Loyola went on to pretty easily handled uh, Evanston 18 to two in the super sectionals on Tuesday. So Loyola will take on Lake forest on Friday in the state semifinals. Winner of that game either takes on Hinsdale central or Sandberg, um, either in the state championship game on Saturday at 6 PM at Hinsdale central or the uh, third place game at one on Saturday. But Joe, um, we, I felt like we were kind of leaning toward this. So I think the girls game, we kind of considered more of a toss up, Um, between the two teams, but um, Loyola able to uh, kind of take on Nutria and kind of, you know, maybe kind of take the pseudo-championship, as we like to call it, but they were able to pick up a big win there and then uh, took care of Evanston pretty easily, and now they have a chance to uh, win two more games to win the state championship. Yeah, two more to go, so nothing
0: uh, taking nothing for granted here, but certainly the sectional championship was the, the powerhouse battle, at least this year, the past couple of years. Um, in the state of Illinois, um, you know, I think New Trier, of course, national rankings, I'll say it again, are, are pretty, pretty trash, but they were ranked number one in the nation in certain categories. They were state champs last year, but Loyola took them down, um, earlier this year. And again, I think it was kind of a similar, uh, defensive, you know, uh, defensive game here. And, uh, you know, Mike, Mike, Wode, uh, Wode-Hugh, who was our reporter on the scene there, uh, you know, he reported a lot of credit goes to Tia Boyle, the Loyola keeper, Loyola um, goalie, um, for making a lot of saves and just kind of limiting, you know, the Loyola defense and Boyle limited a lot of chances, um, at least a lot of quality chances um, for Nutrir. And it was an 8 5 win, so low scoring. And um, Nutrir or Loyola really, really kind of dominated on the de- their defensive end while um, getting goals where they could. So, really a powerhouse battle that was probably the state championship um loyola Nutri- or loyola has got to make sure they finish things off i just talked to um them. our athlete of the week i think Dooley's an all-state attack for for loyola and she said you know they've been a different team a better team an improved team ever since um their trip to colorado she said where they played a really tough game right before leaving uh, and they've come back really motivated, and they've just kind of ran roughshod through the competition, which has included a couple teams from Ohio, a couple teams from Massachusetts here locally, and uh, of course, all the Illinois teams just dominating on the way to the playoffs. And they look like uh, they're going to be very hard to stop these last two games.
1: Yeah, I don't think it will be really interesting, and we'll touch more on that in the third and fourth quarter, but. Uh, before moving on, just I emojis that the champ the state final semifinals and championship are taking place at Hinsdale Central and Hinsdale Central is still in the tournament. Always interesting the way that thing uh works out. But uh let's keep on going here and move on over now to uh Boys Lacrosse. Boys Lacrosse, Loyola and Nutri are taking on again facing off against each other um, once again for a state championship or a sectional championship and uh, maybe a little Freudian slip there, but we um, mm-hmm. you know taking care of business against new chair 14 to six on Friday. Um, Joe, obviously uh, I don't think we expected this game to be as close as uh, the girls variety of that sectional championship, but still uh, um, a strong game that Loyola kind of had to make some adjustments uh, later on.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um... You know, Loyola kind of tweaked things at halftime a little bit, especially on their faceoff. Um, and uh, that just kind of helped them keep control. They were already in control, but um, kind of keep it, maintain it, extend that lead. I mean, they led to, uh, I think, as much as uh, 11 to 1 at some point. Um, so in past years, this certainly has been the state championship. But this year, I think uh, Loyola had a leg up on Nutrier. Um, Nutrier still. Um, building off, um, you know, the switching coaches. We talked about the hazing incident all the time last year. Not, uh, you know, who knows what kind of effect that's had, but um, last year was a bit of a down year for them. This year is as well. And when we say down year, we mean for nutrier of course. Um, a lot of teams would love to have that kind of record and that kind of success. Um, but loyal is just uh, where they are for a reason. Um, and they're looking to defend their state title.
1: Loyola uh, playing St. Vider in the super sectionals, and we we kind of figured, we kind of hinted at this a little bit um, in previous podcasts about the, you know, changing tides when it comes to lacrosse in the state of Illinois, where it used to just be like, oh, Loyola and New Church just sway against each other every single year for a state title, and that's pretty much how it goes, and just looking around, especially in boys lacrosse, about the different scores you would see around the state, and you're kind of like, okay, I feel like we're Things are different now than they were a couple of years ago. And you kind of saw that with a really strong St. Viator team. Um, you see it with Wheaton Academy, with Glenbard West, um, York also. I mean, Bennett Academy, Lake Forest. Things have kind of turned in the state of Illinois. And you kind of saw that on uh, Tuesday, where Loyola fell to St. Viator 9 7. Uh, nine to seven um, and the Rambler season ended in a, um, a loss with the St. Viator team that has just dominated this state, it seems like, from the beginning of the season.
0: Yeah, um, and Saint Viator took them down. Um, obviously, just they've been the team to beat, and like you said, it's not even that loyal as the clear cut two or even three. There's there's a handful of teams right behind Saint Viator, um, but uh, which is such a rare distribution of power um, that we haven't seen in the past, and one that didn't include Nutria at least this year. Um, although Nutria did make a um, a great uh, a nice comeback win against Glenbrook South in the semi or in the sectional semis who they lost to in the regular season. So th- that was nice. Nutria was kind of putting it together, but anyway. Um, so yeah, now it's, it's more of a, a fight to the top rather than a, you know, come get me, I'm here type of thing that loyal and Nutria were used to. Um, now everybody's there and they've met them at the top and now it's, you know, year in and year out, uh, maybe we'll see a different state champion uh, every year, which would be, you know, the parody's great. is what we like to see. So, Pretty cool stuff in the game of lacrosse and it really showcases or highlights the growth of the sport.
1: Yeah, definitely a very cool thing to see the sport kind of grow the way it has over the last couple of years. But congrats to the Rambers on a on a great season as long as as well as the Trevians. Um a lot to look uh be proud of after a great uh season. All right, Joe, let's go to girls' soccer now, where uh Nutrier won a sectional title. Um taking down lane one, nothing to move on to super sectionals against Liberty villain. Um, I feel like this is an argument that happens a lot um, in professional soccer. Um, and I know a lot of high school soccer fans and coaches kind of feel, I don't know if dirty is the right word about it, but just, you know, having the, a game like this kind of be determined by uh, penalty kicks. And it's always like interesting. And the argument is always made of well, you had over 120 minutes in professional soccer to, you know, score, or you had like hundred minutes um, in high school soccer to, you know, be the difference and you can't keep playing until the end of time. And that's kind of what happened between Libertyville and New Trier on Tuesday where the two teams were just battling out and uh, the game eventually came down to penalty kicks and Libertyville is going on to state and New Trier season came to an end, but um, a really thrilling, you know, match Joe on Tuesday, Um, Even that match on Friday, too, against Lane was really impressive. But on Tuesday, especially, um, just a heartbreaker for the season to come down to end uh, on penalty kicks like that. Yeah.
0: um, Really good soccer being played up here in the North Shore. First at. uh, um, Now I can't remember where the I mean, I was at the game. Where was that game played? I can't remember now. Um, But what's that? Was it Evanston? Yeah. Duh. Evanston first at Evanston in, in the sectional rounds and then the super sectional on Northfield, just uh, extremely high quality soccer. Um, and Nutria's defense in these, in this playoff run, um, was just so impressive in that. And they have, they have a really great keeper back there too. And she doesn't get too many opportunities because of, of how the defense is able to, to protect, uh, protect kind of that space around her and keep the ball out of that zone. Even when there are threats, um, so, you know, first shout out there to give them that far, that Lane Tech victory in which um, Nora Westle scored on a cross from Honor Dold, um late in the second half, or about midway through, a little over midway through the second half. Very impressive stuff. Nutria was serving the ball into space a lot. Um, so you had a feeling maybe they could get one. They just had to get the right touch on it. Um, but the Lane Tech keeper is really good. They, they're so good at counterattacks. Just really good soccer Um, played in that one. Um, but Nutria came into this one and more of a physical game. Um, definitely, um, just that physicality in the middle of the field, winning balls, Libertyville was so good at winning the ball first touch and second touch. Um, and I think that helped limit Nutria's chances for sure, which you're going to have a limited number of anyway, against a good team. Um, and, um, yeah, I don't I, I you could count really the the threatening, threatening, scary chances for new certainly on one hand. Um, but they had a couple, you know, the right touch would have scored a couple, you know, one in the first half that the keeper touched over the bar. And um, there were a couple others in the second half where they just didn't get the right foot on it or, um, you know, made a move in space and and, you know, didn't, you know didn't hit it hard with the laces or something. So, um, they were there, but Libertyville had theirs as well. One got past, um, the nutrier keeper, um, kind of from the, from the, from the left side and, uh, rolled toward the goal and it was cleared right off the goal line by Kennedy Colgrove, a defensive back. So, um, Libertyville had their chances too, but it was a uh, good soccer, tough game and coming down to PKs. I don't know. You say it, we say it every year, you when do you stop gameplay to do something else to, to decide something? Um, to decide a victor. Um, I don't know if PK's after 20 extra minutes is the best solution. I really don't. I mean that I don't know if it is. Uh, maybe could you add another? I know that they've done more overtimes before. Uh, could you do a hockey situation where you take some players off the field so it's fewer players? Man, that would get tiring though in such a big a big field like soccer. Right. Um, do you short the field? I don't know. That's crazy. That's just me thinking um top of my head, ideas got ended at some point, point blank. We both know that. So that's uh that's what happened. And it, it, you know, game of inches because Nutrier's second shot after um they both converted the first PK, uh hit the crossbar, bounced straight down off the goal line. Like we're talking inches to being in the net, if not uh centimeters. And then Carolyn Haig, the uh, nutrient keeper, you know, ricocheted. She just missed. She dove, She guessed the right way on one of Libertyville shots uh, and just missed. And then the next one, or I guess two shots later, she ricocheted one and went to the side netting. That's what we're talking inches again. Um, so, um, but credit goes to the Wildcats. Five for five and PKs isn't easy. Uh, poised and um, put the ball, kept it on the box. Very good, you know, very good work. And they're moving on to state for the unenviable task of taking on Barrington.
1: Yeah, that Barrington game is going to be something Barrington's just been on a pair all season. But, Joe, such, you know, obviously it's not the way that Nutria wanted to end, but, you know, such improvement from last season, you know, not, you know, making it to past uh, out the regional and that kind of stuff last year. Um, just big improvements and kind of getting back to Nutria playing the kind of the style of Nutria soccer that we've grown across them to them for, you know, over the past, what, 20 years? Yeah. Yeah. Um
0: and last year it was it, it just seemed like there was so much new talent there. How would they gel? And they just never quite did. Until the playoffs, it was a nice little run winning a regional championship and, and playing tough in the sectional rounds. Um but this year it, it just really clicked um nearly from the beginning. They had some big wins, you remember, earlier in the season, or they had a big ties where they're playing tough, you know, toughest teams in the state. Uh, as we knew them at the time and, and they were playing them tough, winning the games, tying the game. So right then we knew, okay, Nutria is kind of back. Like they're, they're right there with every other team, um, racked up 23 victories, just a couple losses and, um, made the run all the way to the super sectional state final eight. That's territory we expect them to be in year in year out. If, if you know, you go by the past decade where they had six straight runs to the state finals, um, that's who they are. That's who they've become. And, um, you know, they kind of proved that's still who they are. Last year was more of an outlier than it was of a, of a you know, trend of where the program's going. So a lot of credit to those seniors. Those are really special seniors who came in um and, and you know, led this team all year. Lauren Caldwell, Nora Westall, uh, Lita Dodge, she's going to play at Purdue. Um, You know, I'm forgetting a lot of say, Sadie Grace Richardson. Um, there's a lot, and there's also a lot left in the cover for them to come back next year. So I expect them to to kind of regroup, you know, and, uh, and, you know, do all their training and club work in the off season and be right back.
1: Yeah, definitely. Congrats to the Trevians on uh, another great season. Good to have them back, you know, kind of competing at the level that we expect them to. So uh, congrats to the Trevians uh, on another great season, um, you know, with both regional and sectional championships. All right, let's move on to baseball. As we continue this marathon first period, Um, we've got both Nutria and Loyola baseball. Um, Nutria baseball is so we're recording this on Thursday, June 1st. New plays GBN in the sectional semifinal on Thursday at 4 p.m. So obviously not going to have the latest on that um, from by the time this gets published. And then um, Loyola lost its opener to prospect 3-2. to two. Um, Joe, what just thoughts on baseball? Is this kind of what you expected? Was that Loyola lost kind of a surprise to you so early in the playoffs? I don't
0: know if it was a surprise because – Uh, like we said, is a pretty talented region. And um, when you lose, when you get a seed like Loyola had, which was 10 or 12, you're going to play a a better team, at least record wise early. You know, you don't get any warm up games at all. Um, uh, Most teams don't. Loyola fell in that category and they battled and they lost three to two. I believe it was on a walk off. Um, So, you know, that's kind of the nature of, of playoff baseball. When you're sitting in those, those seedings and kind of the, the high single digits, low double digits, it's going to be a really tough putt. And, uh, they didn't come out of there. So tough one for Loyola. trier has been, you know, after that, you know, two, three losses in a row late in the season. Um, we just said all they need to do is get those bats going a little bit and they're a team that can make a run. And they've been that so far. Um, I think in their opener, they put up 10 runs, um, solid pitching by Justin Wood, and then in the second game, the regional championship, you saw Max Kaplan come in and throw toss a one-hitter to beat Prospect, who's the team that beat Loyola. Um, I would have loved to see a Loyola-Nutria rematch, though, in that regional. I was hoping for that, Um, but that's okay. Um, Instead, we'll see uh, um, Nutria-Glenbrook-North today. I'll be going that that Thursday, so... Um, stay tuned to next week's pod for that, and then. But by then, we'll also have the sectional title if Newshire wins, where Evanston's waiting on Saturday. So, uh, familiar opponents here. Um, the teams know each other. They know their hitters' tendencies. Um, I, I'm, I'm not sure what to expect. I mean, pitching performances. I don't know. Um, I, I expect Newshire to throw Justin Wood today, Thursday, because um, he threw in that uh, their playoff opener, um, and made with Sam Teppo waiting. But um, we're uh, it'll be interesting because uh, Nutria beat Glenbrook North twice, um, pretty big games in the CESL um, in the conference race, and so I'm I'm excited to see it. But uh, Nutria seems to be playing pretty well.
1: Yeah, definitely playing really well, and kind of funny how I feel like we were hyping up about it, you know, the parody in in baseball playoffs, and I feel like this Evans got pretty chalky. I mean, though, their only upset really was Lane Tech beating Glenbrook South. Um, for a regional title, and that was a 4-5 matchup. So I don't know, not that crazy of a matchup, but a a pretty chalky sectional here, Joe, um, with uh, Evanston and Lane Tech meeting on the other side, and then uh, Nutrier and GBN, the number two and number three seeds, playing against each other on Thursday. Yep, and uh,
0: Evanston's already going across, so there's the one seed. Um, And, I mean, I don't know if either – neither one you know glenbrook north upsets i put, i did the air quotes it, w- it clearly wouldn't be too much of an upset there so um yeah good baseball here and i guess i guess you're right maybe we're we're idiots for saying parody.
1: i mean you could just stop that com- you can stop that sentence pretty early i mean idiot <laughs> um all right last thing we've got to talk about here is boys volleyball um we're also hyping up the parody um in that uh Glenbrook North boys volleyball sectional um, and things kind of went the way that we kind of expected or kind of went chalky. I don't know. Um, GBS won the sectional championship. They beat GBN um, and uh, GBS beat Nutria in the sectional semifinals while GBN beat Loyola in the sectional semifinals. uh, The other one, Um, Joe, I mean, it ended up kind of going chalk. I mean, one versus number two seed, Glenbrook South, the number one seed ended up winning that sectional. So um, maybe we are wrong about the parity in sports, but um, it, it just seemed like, you know, tough ends for two really good seasons for both Loyola and Trier.
0: Yeah, really good teams. And um, I think they just ran into some buzzsaws in the Glenbrooks, um, playing really strong volleyball right now. Like we said, Glenbrook South, what they've done since Trier beat them has been, Uh, pretty crazy since mid-April. They've they've obviously beaten everybody, um, but they've done it in pretty dominant fashion, and I think they're going to um, uh, we're going to see what they can do against kind of of out-of-area teams in the state, but I think it's going to be pretty impressive. I think this is a very good team. Uh, Nutria pushed them to the brink in the first set, uh, and then once once the Titans uh, gained control, it was kind of over from there. Um, Glenbrook North also was pretty much in control closer matches we expected with Loyola more even teams Loyola did beat Glenbrook North this year but um Glenbrook North just very good and I think they were um, worthy of a sectional championship too but it was it was definitely Glenbrook South's year
1: yeah definitely more of their year but still a successful season for uh Loyola and Nutri so congratulations to them on another great season all right um let's move on over now I think that is everything that we could cover. So let's move on over to the second quarter where we are joined by Nutriar girls soccer coach, Jim Burnside. Uh, Joe, I know you got a chance to catch up with Jim after a really tough loss on Tuesday in the super sectional. Um, what are the folks at home going to hear? Well, a pretty uh, unhappy
0: um, Burnside, obviously after a, a loss in the super sectional. Um, so um, not the most uplifting thing, but we did get to talk about the seniors and what they meant um, and what this, you know, the comeback season means for the program.
2: All right, let's have a listen. Nobody wants it to go to penalty kicks unless you win. Mm-hmm. You know, then then you want it to go to penalty kicks. So uh, it's it's a tough way to end. It, it's not on anybody's shoulders. Uh, it's a matter of you go out and play 100 minutes and you do the best you can. I thought we did a great job. I'm really, really proud of us. What can you say about the season? Uh, it was a, a great season. I don't think anybody thought we were going to have this type of season coming off of Kind of a tough season last year, uh, and I think kids stepped up all over the place. I I'm so, so proud of each individual on this team. 23 kids that, whether they saw five games or 29 games, they were, uh, they're just, it's a great group. And the seniors, I will miss the seniors uh, immensely. Uh What about their growth from the start to now? It, it's been huge. You know, they, they've learned to play together as a team. They've come together as uh, individuals and are now a, a great team that new Trier and we will remember for a long time.
0: What was that key from last year to this year? What was the big difference? How'd you guys make that leap?
2: Yeah, I just think it was growth, hard work for them. Uh, and, you, you know, it, it, like I said, this, it's a group of 23 individuals uh, that came together as a team. Uh, it's it, you, to answer that question. It, there's no answer to it. To be totally honest, I, we improved as soccer players yeah. from last year. We improved. Our experience was better, but um, it, there's no real answer to that because this was a this was a great team. The way these guys grew um, from last year to this year, do you think
0: that talk about how that bleeds over to the next crop that got a lot of playing well, on this
2: year? I, I think that's that's the legacy of a senior class uh, is what they take from the next on to the next year Uh, and this senior class has just done um, an amazing job of setting the tone for soccer but setting the tone for NTGS culture Uh, and they they bought into it and they they've done a great job we will miss these seniors i mean it is it, it's an intangible right you know because you don't see all of them out there starting you don't see all of them out there getting a ton of minutes but they are great teammates yeah um chances in this game like rusty was saying there weren't too many but yeah. you did have a couple good ones did did you did you get more chances than you thought or fewer uh yeah i you never know yeah you never know i mean the way the, way the game goes it, it's a cross is out by nine inches and the keeper doesn't come for it. And that's a chance Yeah, that nine inches keeper gets it. Yeah. it it's we knew the better, t- the better teams you play, the less chances you're going to get. Yeah, So it's, it's, you know, I, it, it's what I expected as a game and it was a battle.
1: Thank you as always to coaches and players who join us every week, including Jim this week. So always appreciate you guys joining us throughout the school year. Um, always appreciate all the insight and the um and the good stuff. I know the folks at home always appreciate uh um coaches and players taking some time to join us. So appreciate that. All right, let's move on over to the third quarter where you play way or no way, our weekly guessing game. I throw out five propositions and Joe and I argue whether they can happen. Way or no way, they cannot happen. All right, Joe, playing simple here with uh girls lacrosse. way or no way, Loyola Girls lacrosse can win it all. Way.
0: Um, I think they're prime array, the way they've been playing lately, plus yeah, obviously just the pedigree of the program, who they are. And um didn't didn't get one last year. So add that a little extra motivation for them. Not that they need it, but maybe they do. And uh, I think they're gonna be pretty we're gonna see a pretty special couple games here from the Ramblers.
1: Yeah, I think uh I th- I think that new cheer game probably was a state championship. I know that's probably annoying for people to, for us to continuously keep saying that, but I just think that's true, especially on the girls side. Um, I I just think that Loyola was able to hang tough there and, you know, they'll have a tough opponent. They'll have maybe Hinsdale central at Hinsdale central who knows, but um, I I think that Loyola is going to win that also. I'm going to go with the way there. They're going to win a state championship. Um, we'll probably get the answer to this way or no way probably in three hours, Joe, but um, I know you were pretty confident on Nutria baseball um, in the first quarter. So way or no way you think that Nutria has shown um, that they have what it takes to make a push to state? I think
0: they have. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, um, I think nearly everybody at this point, um, we're down to um, the sectional semis. Uh, we've out some teams that are either, um, maybe a step down or not playing as well. And now it's just, you know, these are good baseball teams and baseball teams that are playing well. And I think uh, it's going to be a battle out there. I think New Trier certainly has advantages that they can uh, to to win this game today on Thursday. And then against Evanston, um, you know, Evanston's playing really well. So uh, I, I I would I'm, – I'm almost saying like these games right now are, are – like you see a lot of times in in major league baseball or college baseball Uh, the two teams playing each other are equally impressive and do they hit this the day do they run into a couple balls at the plate that that drive in runs or not and I think that can go either way either team they both got talent or they all got talent and uh, but I give the slight advantage to Nutria today on Thursday and probably the slight advantage to Evanston on Saturday.
1: Yeah, I, I think I'd go with – I mean, I, I think Way. I think they have what it takes to make it. I think we've seen throughout the year that they have the pitching and they have the hitting to, in order to do that. But, you know, what that really means, I don't know if that means, you know, they're the favorite – I wouldn't say their favorite, you know, or anything like that. But I, I think that this new chair team has what it takes to make a push. Um, they have the pitching. They have the hitting. It's just about everything aligning the right way in one game. Um, so, yeah, I think Way – um, they definitely have what it takes to uh, make a push towards state. All right, Joe, we hinted, we talked about this a little bit in the first quarter, but um, way or no way that the tide has turned in terms of uh, Illinois uh, boys lacrosse supremacy. Way,
0: I think a big way, um, obviously, you know, the proof is in the pudding, if you will. Um, loyal is, is out and is out and we'll have a, a non loyal and Nutria champion for the first time ever um, it's looking like it'll be St. Bioter, but there's other teams out there too. And um, I think the tide has turned, and um, we're going to see more of this going forward. This is not, in my opinion, I don't think this will be a, an outlier year. I think this is more the norm now.
1: Yeah, I think it's definitely a way. Um, you're seeing it a little bit in girls lacrosse, but I think you're definitely seeing it in boys lacrosse. Um, obviously, like you said, as Evans in this postseason. Um, I feel like the tide has definitely turned in terms of Illinois boys lacrosse. And I think that's good. I think it's fun for the kids. I think it brings more parity. I think the sport grows that way um, across the state instead of it being, a, you know, a North Shore sport where only, you know, Newtria and Loyola are good or even Western Suburban sport where, you know, York or Wheaton Academy are good. I, I think it's growing <laughs> in a good way. Um, I've seen it grown out here, in you know, in McHenry County. I've seen them grown. Um, you know, throughout the state. So I think it's a really cool thing. And um, I definitely think that it's uh, a, the tide has definitely turned um, when it comes to, uh, you know, Illinois boys across supremacy. All right, uh, Joe, obviously not the way that Nutria or Girls Soccer wanted the season to end, but way or no way you're encouraged by uh, what you saw from the Trevians this season uh, for the future. 100%. This is a very good team. And like I said, I think
0: this, not that I thought it could be, but, you know if they had a down year. So is that a trend or is that a one-off? And I think this gave evidence to that was just an off year. And they're back to where um you know they're dangerous across the state. And so um I think uh going forward we'll expect more of that and um with with no real signs of slowing down. You know, they've got a lot of talent on that roster currently um some all state level talent that's going to be coming back some all States that's leaving some all state that's coming back. So it's a, it's a quality, you know, high level program in this state for sure. Still.
1: Yeah, I, I, that's a definite way for me. I think from what we saw from them is just what we're used to seeing from them. A lot of dominance, a lot of good stuff. I mean, it took penalty kicks for this team not to return to state. So, I mean, um, yeah, I'm definitely encouraged by what I see. I think they'll return a lot of good stuff um, or good players I should say next season. So, uh, it's a definite way for me. I think they are uh, definitely encouraging, um, from what we saw this year into what we can see next year. All right, Joe. Final way or no way? Um, we mentioned at the end of the first quarter, Loyola and Nutria ending their um, seasons in the sectional semifinals. Way or no way? You think that's kind of that's kind of what you expected it to end and kind of happened the way you expected it to happen.
0: Yeah, it, this was kind of what I expected, to be honest. Just judging by what these teams did down the stretch, this seemed like the most likely outcome, um, you know, more than just, you know, like we talked about, Nutria embraced that wild card role where they could beat Glenbrook North, South on their best day and maybe some things go wrong, which was completely possible for the Titans, and, but they didn't. And, so uh, you know, that gives the, the, the margin – the window is really small in that situation. Window was bigger for Loyola, you know, the talent was closer and the teams were more evenly matched, but still I think Glenbrook North had an advantage and um and they they took care of it. And they they made it. So um and then Glenbrook South, number 1 seed, one loss all year, statebound, no surprise. Yeah,
1: I well, kind of I, I would agree. I, I way it definitely went the way I expected it to go just based on um I don't know. We always knew Loyola and New Cheer could compete. We always said it was a wild card, but um, I did think Glenbrook South with the number one seed was probably destined to, you know, represent the sectional and move on to state and that or move on to uh, the next round. And that's exactly what they did. So um, yeah, I think way it ended up the way we wanted it to. Um, it kind of stinks that, you know, I, I think all four of those teams are really talented teams and they could, you know, compete in that kind of stuff. It things that they all have to pay and, play in the same sectional, but you know that's how it goes but um yeah it it kind of ended the way i expected it to and that includes glenbrook south you know winning it and um moving on in the playoffs all right let's move on over now to the fourth quarter where we've got a couple of games to preview um we'll hit on this lightly a little bit here mostly because you know this will be probably old by the time you hear this but um joe nutrier and uh uh, who are they playing? Who's Neutrier baseball playing? Today, I have Glenbrook Glenbrook Yeah. Yeah. Uh Neutrier and Glenbrook North uh play to get today on Thursday. Joe, what I mean, what do you expect to happen here? Um, you know, we've seen these two teams play against each other during the regular season, so they're fairly familiar with each other. I mean, what happens in a winner take all playoff game? Uh I,
0: I'm I'm thinking neutrier um Nutrier comes out on top. Um, I expect a pretty good pitching performance here. Um, I think the first team to, to blink, really, and um, I expect, really, for the most part, pretty good baseball, but I expect Nutrier hitters to run into a couple more balls. I'm looking for a big game from um, you know a couple senior hitters, whether it's Brendan Stressler, He's high on my list. Um, he's, he's had quite a second half of the season. Um, Dylan Mayer or um, um, Graham Maestros. Um, I, I just think that's Middle of the lineup is very difficult to get through, and I think it's going to be again today. And I expect some big hits out of those guys to to get us about a pretty low scoring, um, you know, 4-1, 5-2, type of victory.
1: sure beat Glenbrook North twice, 11-4, and then 5-0 um, both late and late April. How much do you feel like you kind of take from a game like those? Um, and how much do things kind of change, you know, late April to compare to the first day of June?
0: I think uh, they know each other very well. I mean, we're in conference here, um, not just from this year's games, um, but also last year's. Nutria was flying high at that point. Um, so um, I think Glenbrook North Point maybe has a little extra motivation, uh, how much uh, much that gives them for, for kind of Nutria kicking them out of the playoff for, or for the conference race. Um, but uh, they're two really good teams. I really think it's it's close to even. Nutria have a slight advantage, so I think you take away just what you know about the teams, what you learned about their lineups. You you should have some scouting reports that are pretty detailed.
1: All right, let's play the hypothetical game here. Um, let's say Nutria beats GBN today, so they'll play Evanston on Saturday for a sectional championship. Um, Evanston beat Nutria twice this season: six nothing, and then seven to five earlier in the year around mid-April. Um, Joe, what did we kind of learn about that matchup and just how good Evanston can be and what Trier has to do in order to try to beat a Wild Kids team like that?
0: Evanston's really good. Um, that second game I think was in extras, I think maybe up to eight or nine innings um, that Evanston took him down, and I, I believe it was some miscues here or there. So, I mean, that long of a game, those things will happen. But um, that first game, I believe they, they ran into Hank List on the mound. Um, so a lot of it depends on the pitching matchups. Like I said, I expect if New wins, they'll have Max Kaplan available Saturday. He's pitching super well. Um, so I wouldn't expect Evanson to put up seven. But um, yeah, I mean, I just I, I believe in these new trier bats in these playoffs so far and what they're doing. I, I, I thought if they could, after those couple losses, you know, come back and and show that they're uh, um who they really are in those clutch situations. I just don't expect a bad day from five or six guys all at once. It can certainly happen, especially against better arms. But um, I expect that game, maybe Evanston has a slight advantage because of who they are, but uh, obviously a very good team. But I expect another really close baseball game. All
1: right, let's play best-best scenario. Nutria wins that game on Saturday. Then they play in the Super Section on Monday at Wintrust Field in Schomburg. Um, they'll take on either Stevenson or uh, Barrington or Hersey. Uh, um, I would think Barrington would probably beat Hersey and then it will either be Stevenson or Barrington. But, um, you know, based on the limited info we know about either Stevenson or those other two teams, what are your thoughts about Nutria potentially making it down to Joliet for a state berth? Yeah, listen, you know, once we get this
0: far,
2: even, and then, and now we're
0: talking two steps farther, I... I don't know. I mean, I really don't. In baseball, we're talking toss-ups. Uh, both teams are going to be playing well. It's a one-game um, postseason. Um, Winner, go home. It's man, it's way too hard to predict. But I do think once we're there, either team has a shot. So even more so than right now. So I think both, you know, Nutria, if they're there, they have a great shot at making it down the state and being um, playing for a state title.
1: All right, Joe, when we talk next week, are we previewing a new cheer state title birth or, a, you know, state finals birth?
0: No. Oh, we got you. I know. I will, Mike. I will. Uh, <laughs> let's ride the, yeah. Yeah, let, yeah. we're doing it. Uh, uh, why not? Um, I really think, you know, usually, I don't remember what you asked us about last time, um, and I think I said no. I had a little better feeling, but baseball, we yeah. It's just so difficult um, once we get to this point. Every team is really, really good. They're playing really well. I've said that four times this podcast, so now you really know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's just, uh, and nutria has got as good a shot as any. I think if they get in this group, they especially if they hit the ball tonight, I'll be feeling really good about it um, and what they can do in winning different types of ball games. Um, So
1: um, I'll say yeah. What about you? Um, I think Nutria probably loses to Evanston. I don't know. It's hard because I feel like, it's hard to be the you know the whole cliche. It's hard to be the team the three times or whatever, but you know good teams can do that. But I think um, I think Evanston might have them. You know where they might have Nutria exactly where they want them at home on at Evanston on Saturday. I think that uh, Evanston, <laughs> excuse me, uh, Evanston unfortunately uh, wins that game and ends uh, the Trevian season moving forward. All right, let's move on forward now to uh, girls lacrosse. And before we do so, um, I kind of hinted at this earlier. Um, And I I, I know it's a growing sport and you got to kind of work on bids and that kind of stuff. But I feel like when it comes to a state finals, you can't have a state finals for where one of the teams potentially could be playing. And I know that might seem crazy and all that kind of stuff, but there just is a home field advantage to it. And, you know the familiarity of not having to travel and all that kind of stuff. It kind of takes away from the experience, and it kind of is what you get um, from this girls across state semifinals, where uh, Loyola takes like take on like takes on Lake Forest on Friday at 5 p.m. at Hinsdale Central, and then Hinsdale Central plays Sandberg Co-op on Friday night at 7 p.m. Uh, those winners take on play each other for the state championship at Hinsdale Central at 6 p.m. Um, and then the third place game is at Inzel Central, 1 30 p.m. Um, I get it. I know lacrosse is a growing sport, but I think you need to find a venue where you don't have a team who is hosting, you know, the state finals, who's actually in the state finals. I think that just gives them a, an advantage that um, maybe doesn't make a ton of a difference, but still gives them an advantage.
0: Yeah. We talk about it a lot. You just, um, I think you, I think maybe the best option would be to have, to have multiple locations ready. So, you know, in, in any case, you, you know, you won't have to go to a team that's uh, that could host, or that could be still in the final four. Um, I guess maybe more than a couple depending on the sport, but you just, it, it it's an unfair advantage. I mean, Nutria just played a super sectional soccer match at home. I, I, I don't think that was, you know, they lost, but um completely fair either. Um, so things like that, you know, they work in your favor sometimes, but that doesn't mean they're right. There, there's other ways around it. It'd be great to have neutral sites for everything, so you know, whether that you utilize college stadiums or, um, you know, park district fields or, or stuff like that. I don't know, whatever it is. Um, but I just think we have the resources in the area to pull it off, so I don't know why we
1: don't. Yeah, I don't really get it either. I, I It just seems silly to, you know, we've had this argument a million times with the IHSA about – Sectional hosting and regional hosting and seating and all that kind of stuff. It just feels like, especially for the super sectionals and the state finals, um, for these growing sports. I mean, it's cool to play in college arenas or college whatever, you know, or like, you know, they're playing super sectional baseball at like Wintrust Field and that kind of stuff. Like that stuff is cool. Like it kind of adds an importance to the super sectional and the state semifinals. And um I I mean, I get that. Um, you know, for girls soccer, they're playing at North Central, so you can't play at a North Central, but you could play maybe at Benedictine, like the boys semifinals are at uh today. But I mean, New Trier girls soccer or lacrosse literally just won the national championship. You can't, you know, work something out to play there or anything like that. Like, what's cooler than winning a state championships on the lakefront? at new storied program. I mean, mm-hmm. I think there are solutions to it. Obviously, you need to have bidders who want to do it. Um, and I think that's the biggest thing, but. Um, You need to figure that part out because it it does give Pinzell Central an advantage. Um, That doesn't mean they're going to win the state championship. It just means that you got to figure out a ways to make this fair for everybody and not just one team. Um, But, you know, looking at that, Joe Loyola takes on Lake Forest. I saw Lake Forest beat Crystal Lake Central Co-op on uh, Tuesday. Lake Forest uh, turned down the engines in the second half um, with its offense. Um, Just based on what I've seen so far, Joe, it just seems like it's Loyalist tournament to lose at this point. Just, you know, they dominated for much of the season. They, you know, have clearly shown that they're the better team. And it's pretty much just finishing business on Friday and Saturday, it feels like.
0: Yeah, well, I pretty much expect um, a state title um, for the Ramblers. Um, and a well-deserved one, for sure. Um, even though maybe a lot of teams aren't yet up to and loyalists kind of perennial greatness. Um, they're getting there and not yet, but so I think Loyola will just kind of reclaim their, their title at the, their, their place atop Illinois high school across.
1: Yeah, definitely. Well, those would be fun things to check out and make sure you obviously check out the record dot for Joe's latest stories, um, on everything that's going on this weekend. Um, and, uh, that's everything that we've got for this week's episode. Thanks for uh, listening to this marathon podcast. We always appreciate it. Make sure you check out uh, the varsity podcast and listen for older episodes for great interviews and great content um, and make sure you subscribe as well. Always appreciate everybody's support. Uh, just a quick reminder that you can check out my work at the Friday night drive. We've got a lot of great summer sport uh, football content coming out. Uh, summer football camps are starting in a couple weeks. weeks. Um, I'll be doing my uh, annual summer tour of the CCL, checking out different uh, teams. So uh, make sure you check out my content there all summer long. And as always, check out the record NorthShore.org. Make sure you subscribe and or donate. Uh, Make sure you support Joe's work, not only in the sports world, but also um, with board meetings, restaurant openings, and everything else going on in the North Shore scene. So for Joe and I, thanks so much for joining us this week. And we will talk to you guys down the road. See ya.
0: Thank you for listening to the Varsity uh, product of the record Northshore.org, your nonprofit local newsroom.